everybody in Radioland. This is Jesse Hardman. I run the Listening Post Project in New Orleans. We focus on topics that impact this city and invite you into the conversation on your cell phones, your street corners, and on your radio dial. We're back collecting your thoughts and experiences on a new series of topics. This past month, we've been collaborating with independent radio producer Eve Abrams and her Unprisoned Project. Eve had a question on her mind. What do jails do? What do prisons do? I think I just wanted to find out what people's perceptions were. I'm really unsure what they do, quite frankly. What do jails and prisons do? That's a big question, especially here in Louisiana, which you've no doubt heard many times over, has the world's highest per capita rate of incarceration. That statistic is so prominent that both sides of the political spectrum are even finding some common ground. Last fall, the conservative heavyweights, the Koch brothers, held a criminal justice conference in New Orleans. We've got two of the most brilliant political minds in the country to talk with us about criminal justice and politics this morning. First of all, to my immediate side here is Grover Norquist, who is the president of... Anti-big government icon Grover Norquist was there. He said jails and prisons cost governments way too much money. We have too many people in prison for too many laws for too long a time, and we need to rethink some of that. One of the reasons Louisiana's become such a poster child for incarceration rates is that the state has harsh sentencing laws. James Brockway is a staff attorney with the Orleans Public Defenders. He represents local residents who can't afford their own attorney. That's also the population most likely to wind up in jail or prison, says Brockway. What do jails and prisons do? Make sure that a certain group of people continue to stay at the sort of bottom rung of the social hierarchy instead of dealing with the, the type of problems that explain why the things that might cause them to be in jail happen. And instead of trying to fix them, we just sort of keep warehousing people. Our goal at The Listening Post is to get you, citizens of New Orleans, to share your thoughts and experiences on important matters like the role of jails and prisons in society. We set up some new Listening Post recording devices at a recent Bring Your Own event and the Alvar Library in the Bywater, and people shared some great responses. What do jails and prisons do? Serve the interests of the elite only? What do jails and prison do? I think what jails and prison do is separate family for one thing, and then it make uh, hardcore criminals out of somebody who may have just committed just an innocent crime, not innocent crime, but something very small. Jails and prisons are a divider in society, intentionally to separate supposedly dangerous citizens from the rest of the population. House create and maintain slavery in the United States of America. When I was arrested, I was arrested wrongly. I was a juvenile and I was treated like nothing, but it just looked at me as if I was a criminal and I was not. Jails and prisons make a lot of money. That's what they do. Uh, they keep people from voting. They absolutely destroy and devastate families uh, from the cost for families to have to travel to visit and keep money in their loved ones' commissaries to the fines and court fees and all that stuff that people pay. Jails and prisons suck, and Louisiana's number one in the world. The world.
We also gave people a chance to respond with their cell phones. You can join our project by texting HELLO to 504-303-4348. Courtney Williams, a Xavier University student, mid-city resident, and a budding radio reporter, stopped by our listening post recording device in Central City to read a few of the text messages people sent in. What do jails and prisons do? Jails and prisons teach folks that there is no way to escape the way they were brought up. Another person wrote in, the more time a person spends in prison, the less likely they are to successfully transition back into the community after their release. They transfer wealth from taxpayers to the prison industrial complex. And here's the last text someone wrote in. Every human deserves love in their lives, especially those who've lived through violence and desperation. We should hate the crime and not the criminal. A jail should be an environment of forgiveness and healing. The last voice in this listening post episode belongs to 50-year-old Michael Williams Sr. <laughs> okay. All right, then. When I caught up with Williams, he was watering the lawn of the quiet subdivision home he shares with his wife at the end of a cul-de-sac in East Baton Rouge Parish. Parked in the garage of Williams' home is a sparkling silver Mercedes. I always love to drive. I'll get up in the middle of the night right now and just go get in my car and go take a drive. One of the reasons Williams covets driving so much is that for 15 years, he couldn't. The last memorable drive Williams had was to prison after he received a life sentence for murder. Taking that long ride down that angle of the road. <laughs> and, and an old school bus that, that was painted down and everything with chicken wire looked like on the, on the windows and everything like that. And all the windows are open and you got... You know, all of these people dressed up in a white jumpsuit with shackles from head to toe. And you're just looking out the window watching your life pass you by, not knowing if you will ever come back up that road again. In 1996, Williams, a former offshore worker, was accused of murdering 25-year-old Michelle Gallagher. The case was built around one witness, and Williams was handed a life sentence. He's always maintained his innocence. When Williams entered Angola, he was in his early 30s, married with a two-year-old son back in Gretna. He was put in one of the open dormitories at the notorious state penitentiary. You have all of these individuals, so-called hoarding criminals, scum of the earth. Society basically didn't turn their back on them. You're sitting there trying to rationalize laying in a bed with 83 other individuals, and you don't know nothing about them, you don't know nothing about their situation, you still have to navigate through this. For most of his decade and a half at Angola, Williams worked an overnight shift in a kitchen for two cents an hour. He says every free minute was spent in the prison law library. He routinely got write-ups for refusing to take a break from researching his case. Every opportunity I find, that's where you will find me. Yeah, you can lock me up. I'm already locked up. I already have a life sentence. There's nothing more other than killing me that you can do to me. All I'm trying to do is help myself. Eventually, Williams' efforts paid off. He put together an appeal, 
and with the help of the New Orleans Innocence Project, his case was vacated. Evidence was deemed not reliable. In November 2011, Michael Williams Sr. left Angola a free man. So I just, it was a beautiful day that day. Almost five years after his exoneration, Williams can pinpoint a few answers to the question, what do jails and prisons do? For him, 15 years of incarceration made him a bit of a legal expert. Because codes, articles, and statutes always change. They, that's why they call them revised statutes. They are revised over period. Jails and prisons have also given Williams a perspective most people with life sentences never get a chance to experience or express. You love a little bit harder. You appreciate life on a whole different level. Because only through suffering can you see past your own short-sightedness. You begin to appreciate things that you, you genuinely would overlook. So when you come out here where everybody is lax and you're just sitting there and they think something's wrong with you, but really there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that you're viewing life differently now. Too many morning, gotta wake up soon. Oh Lord, I need my breakfast by the light of the moon. This is The Listening Post. Thanks for tuning in. Join our project by texting the word hello to 504-303-4348 and stop by our website at listeningpostnola.com. That's all for this week. We'll see you next time at The Listening Post. Summer when I got